Welcome to Top Secrets of Promotional Product Sales. How to increase sales, improve margins, and grow your business. Guaranteed. Now, David Blaze. And we're speaking with Drawn Cranford from Express Image in Mebane, North Carolina. Drawn, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for giving me a call, David. I appreciate the opportunity to be on here. Oh, uh, you know, every time we talk, I think you ought to be on a podcast. I finally said, i got to make sure we get Drawn on here because I, you're one of these people. You've been involved with a lot of the different things we've done over the years. But uh, you're one of these people who's just constantly implementing and innovating. You've done a lot of stuff. And I know you don't even want me to get into some of the stuff that you've done, so, so I'll, I'll leave that. But I know you've done a lot of interesting stuff with video. You do some very interesting things in terms of your presentations with clients. And today, a message went through our discussion group. Someone asked, has anyone done the makeover system with David? It seems expensive and I wanted to get some thoughts on it or comments from any of you who have considered it or done it. And you, Drawn, responded with an email that said, do it. If you pass on it, you will pay for it for the rest of your time in this industry. Scary words. So now you've been through the makeover and obviously it's working well for you. It's worked great for me. And I'm one of those guys that looks at things in the worst case scenario but thinks I can overpower them. So when I look at the cost of a program or something like that with you, I said, well, you know, what, what do I have to take from it to pay for the program um, in the short term? Mm-hmm. And then in the long term, you know, I get exponential returns upon that. And I gained much more than one thing. And, and the discussion went on in the discussion group about, you know, did you implement everything? Well, of course not. But you don't have to implement everything. You know, use the analogy of the horse winning the race. The horse that wins the race only wins it by less than a second, by a nose, and you can win the race. And it's almost, um, I would say it's almost impossible if you participate at any level for it not to pay for itself in your business. As far as how much it costs, I don't even remember how much it costs, but I can promise you it'll cost you more not to do it. Just like marketing and with promotional products, a lot of times the customer will sit there and look at the cost, and you know, you gotta, I just want to hit them on the side of the head and think, well, if you don't thank your customers, what's it going to cost you? Right, so it's the same kind of thing. I mean, it's the same thing we tell our clients all the time. What's the cost of not taking action? All right, so give us an idea of how things have been going in your business since you've been involved with the makeover. Let me, let me tell you about my company, because I think a lot of times, um, you know, when I see figures in magazines and counselor and this stuff, sometimes I discount it because that's not the kind of company we are. And I think a lot of people can identify with the kind of company we are. It's myself, my wife. We have no other source of income at this point. Of course, we started out. We both did have other sources of income five, six years ago. But at this point, this is our sole source of income for my wife and I, and we live comfortably. We have uh, one full-time employee and a couple part-time employees. And that's where we're at. And I think a lot of people in the industry can relate to that. So we started about five or six years ago. And just the sales increases in 05 to 06, which is about the time that we started working with you in that fiscal year, our increase was 111%. Wow. Now, we made some internal changes there. Uh, my wife came on board full-time. And the other things we've seen is we really started pushing promotional products. We started as, a, as an embroidery company. The reason we started the embroidery business was no one was, we thought no one was doing that right. And it turns out that there's also plenty of opportunity in promotional products. So the fiscal year 05 to 06, we increased our sales 111%. And a lot of people get confused by that number. That means we doubled and increased by 11%. Not right. just 11%. That's double and 11%. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you clarified that because sometimes people think you meant that you did 111% of what you did the year before, but you didn't. You increased by 111%. Exactly. And then 06 and 07, the year we just finished up a few months ago, our increase was 89%. That's awesome. And so we're very pleased with where we're at and where we're going and, and see a lot of continued opportunity in the industry with the things that we've done. And those are real dollar figures, um, you know, that, that I think people can relate to. And the reason I tell you the size of our business, 
that you can understand that, hey, this is possible. It's not one of the big boys who's selling to GlaxoSmithKline. We're not doing that kind of business. We're doing the business that I think the, the, the bread and butter of our industry is out calling on and doing every day. Right. But on the other hand, you're not so tight. I mean, we're not talking about increases like going from $20,000 in sales to $40,000. I mean, we're talking, you're, you're obviously much more substantial than that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to clarify that too, because some people say, oh, well, you know, what difference does it make if it's really small? But no, obviously you're operating a, a more substantial business than that. Right. Something else you're doing that I think is interesting is when you get a big account, you don't necessarily count that toward your financial projections. Well, we have a, a customer that accounts for about 25% of our business, and that puts us in a scary situation. But at the same time, um, I'm not going to say, hey, I feel uncomfortable with all your business, that one day you may take it away. So obviously we focus on doing everything we can do to keep their business. But we set our sales goals based on everything but their business. And that was just the thing that we did to motivate ourselves, um, because sometimes when we were setting our sales goal, they place a, an order um, you know, for example, they placed an order this month, a $65,000 order. So that would just totally screw our, our sales goal number up for this month. So what we do to play games with ourselves internally and to motivate us is we subtract their business out and we count that as gravy. That's a lot of gravy. Probably wouldn't be what an MBA would tell us to do, but it works for us. Right, because you're making your goals even without those orders. Correct. Okay, so you've had these big sales increases year after year. How are your margins holding up? Well, w- one thing that, that, that we did and when we started in the broader business is we included the setup fee. We never had the past history of discounting, if that makes sense what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So when I listened to your program, I thought, well, why would anybody mark that down? Why? I mean, you know, it's got a sliding scale. Why would I mark that down? And I really listened to the part. I did the math where, you know, column A is on an A and column, the end column is on a C. So you're really making less money sometimes per piece when you switch that way. And so I really never got into the trap of discounting um, and I've held to that. And when I have a customer that, that you know, wants to, what I, what I call nickel and dime, I quickly refer them back to, you know, I guess I should tell you this, we took your top 10 um, things and turned them into our top 10 promise. And number six is competitive pricing. And I remind them, and I show them the sheet, and I say, you know, our number six goal is competitive pricing. And we feel this price is competitive. And I find a lot of times that when people give you a quote from somebody else, a lot of times they're missing the information. I have people sometimes that say, well, I can get that shirt for 782 And I say, well, let me know where you're getting it from because that's, that's less than what I pay. And a lot of times it is less than what I pay. Mm-hmm. And it's, they're just saying that to, to see what you'll say. Right. And I think people have a, a weird notion as to how much markup we have in products sometimes. Right. I know one of the recurring themes in Top Secrets is that A-plus service deserves A-plus margins. I know that's something you've personally taken to heart. Um, yeah, if I use catalog pricing or better, um, and with, with using ESP, and I know you can do it with Sage and other products, you can set the pricing margin to the way that you want it. And one of the things that, that I've learned from, from listening to the tape programs and working with you is that, that some customers, um, quite frankly, they need to pay more than the catalog price based upon how much information they need and how much hand-holding they're going to need. And, and how much effort they're going to need. And if they want that, they can be willing to pay for that, or you know, they can call a competitor, which is a win-win for me. Right. And I think sometimes when people hear the idea of A-plus margins, they think, well, that's gouging customers. But that's really not what we're talking about. When there are customers who really require a higher level of service, you've got to be compensated for that. And very often that compensation is not reflected in catalog pricing. And um, I'm honest with customers. I say, I'm sure you can find someone who will sell it to you for less. I, I, I don't doubt that at all. And I mean, very rarely is it confrontational. And, you know, one of the things that we want, and we want customers that are long-term. Right. I had a person that gave me a referral 
I got on the phone with a guy, and he said, hey, I've got a whole bunch of clothes from so-and-so. I want to see if you can match those prices. And I said, look, I'll be happy to do business with you. I said, but I don't want to get your business by beating someone else's prices. And, and he said, well, why wouldn't you want to do that? And I said, well, because I don't want next year, when you're ready to start the summer camp up again, for you to call me up and get a quote on everything and take it to somebody else and find them to beat the price. I want your business forever or as long as I can have it, and I want to earn it through the services that I'm going to offer. And I can't offer the services that I do offer if you want me to price based on price. Yeah. And if all he's looking for is price, when he approaches me, he's going to go right back to that other company or someone else. And in the long term, that's a lose for me, and I can't service the customers I do have if I'm running around doing the wrong things for the wrong people. You know, that is so well said, doing the wrong things for the wrong people. And what people fail to realize sometimes is when you're doing that, it means you're not doing the right things for the right people because you can't be two places at once. This goes back to the whole idea of building your business proactively, and I think you've done a really great job of that, focusing in on the people you really want to sell to. It came, it came from the Sledgehammer Marketing Program where you take the top 100 prospects that you want. I developed that list. I shared that list with my whole referral group and said, these are people that I'd like you to introduce me to and refer me to. And when I do get an appointment with someone on that 100 prospect list, I inform them and say, look, the reason I'm here is, is that I looked around in the community and I picked out customers that I wanted to do business with, and you're one of them. And there's only 100 on that list, and I tell you that because of this. Out of those 100, my goal is only to add 20. And I tell them how many customers I have now. And I said, if I add 20 more and I have my present customers, I can service you and them to a level. I said, I don't have ad in the yellow pages. I'm not out looking to do business with just anybody. I'm looking to do business with the right people that we can have a partnership with and we can help one another in the right ways. And, you know, a lot of times they're doing business with the person who comes by and will take any order or they're doing business, since I do embroidery business and screen printing, they're doing business with the person that has the retail shop that takes every single order that comes through the door. And by putting myself in the driver's seat and selecting the customers that I want, I can choose the high-margin, low-stress customers and the customers that pay. It takes the same amount of time to get a customer. Um, so why not get a good one? Well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations. I'm glad everything's going so well for you. Keep up the great work. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate it, and I appreciate all your efforts that, that you've done to help us and our business through the distributor makeover. The ultimate makeover system is, is it's a great thing, and, and people ought to, ought to consider it not as an expense but as an investment in their career, not short-term but long-term. Excellent. Thanks so much, John. Great talking with you. Increase sales, improve profit margins, and grow your business guaranteed. Top secrets of promotional product sales. 